Hello, substackers, substications, substacats, substaconians, sub, sub, subway sandwich. No, that's gross. Y'all ain't that. Y'all are the opposite of subway sandwiches. I'm sorry to anybody out there who loves subway sandwiches or may perhaps works at a subway sandwich store, but nah, not even that. Y'all are premier. Y'all are, I mean, bare minimum Jersey Mike's. Uh, whatever the best sandwich is out there, that's what y'all are. Funny bunnies, my favorite people in the world. It's your boy, Corey Ryan Forster, coming to you today on this beautiful Tuesday. A little overcast out here on the 20,000 step rant, but we're going to make it work. Got to get them steps in no matter what. That's, uh, it's for the mental game, baby. It has long, long since been about weight. It is all about keeping my brain in tune. Today, I want to talk to y'all a little about, let's see, context and how one key missing part of information can sway individuals or the fact that sometimes we need to take a step back and look at something further, even if the obvious answer seems right there in front of us or if something... Uh, it seems, I don't know, something seems too clear. We'll get in, we'll get into it. Y'all about to understand what I'm talking about. This is a story that I'm going to fill y'all in on that happened near my hometown. I, I have a problem. Apparently Trey Crowder tells me, well, he tells me about a lot of problems that I have, but this is one where he says that, uh, basically I always just assume that everybody knows what's going on in my brain or that everybody has the same information as me. And I, I guess I know what he means, because like I'll be, he's like, dude, you'll be telling me a story. That's my impression of Trey, by the way. If you've never heard my impression of Trey, I can tell you right now an easy way to do an impression of Trey Crowder. I've helped uh, many people do this. What you do is, first, you do an impression of Dr. Phil. You go, hey, okay, all right. It's kind of Mr. Mackey, too, from South Park. You go, okay, all right. You know what, Phyllis? You're not a monster. So you do Mr. Mackey slash Dr. Phil, and then you give that person a sinus infection, and that's Trey. We say my name's Trey Crowder. I'm rebel redneck, deep, 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 right? <laughs> so if you ever need to know how to do, uh, ooh, wind's picking up out here. If you ever want to know how to uh, do a Trey Crowder impression, that's how it is. But he, he'll always tell me, he's like, man, you'll be, you'll just be in the middle of telling me a goddamn story, and you'll be like, man, you remember that time? I, that's his impression of me. You remember that time I was down there, I was selling motorcycles down there in, in, uh, in Winder, Georgia, and I was hooked up with that meth head named Penny, and we was down there, and blah, 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 and he's like, and I'm like, no, I don't know that. And apparently I have this real bad habit of thinking that everybody possesses all of my information. And where I come from in, uh, as y'all know, Chickamauga, Georgia, is a insane part of a larger insane place called Walker County, Georgia, in the North Georgia area. I mean, this place is... Where I live is insane, and I, again, always thought when I was growing up that, like, well, where I'm from is this the same everywhere, and then I started sharing stories with Trey and Drew, and they were like, no, our hometowns were not even a little bit like that, and I've never been able to explain why where I'm from is so much weirder than everywhere, and I've tried many things, such as saying, like, well, it's because we're part rural, and we're, uh, we're enough close to Chattanooga that you know some people have some culture and there's a little bit of money here and when you mix money and rednecks some wild shit happens but we can't figure it out but it is true that like in this small area so much crazy things happen like you know when you're watching a uh 
one of them British detective shows like Father Brown or something, and it takes place in a small town. And every single week, there is a new insane crime all happening in this tiny village. And you think to yourself, how can all this be happening? Sure, this is made up. Well, that's like where I'm from, right? And then to cap it all off, like the culmination of all that, that's how you get a Marjorie Taylor Greene. <laughs> like it, it kind of makes sense. If a place is crazy, then its representative is going to be crazy too. You know what I'm saying? So I wanted to talk to y'all about this case that you may not have heard of, but it happened right down the road from me in a place called Noble, Georgia. Noble is unincorporated, which I have been led to believe means that it's like, I mean, it's not even really a town. It's more like a territory. It's like we call it this, but it don't have its own mayor or government or nothing. It's just an un unclaimed territory that we call Noble. And Noble was home to the crematorium, the place where they burnt up all the bodies from various funeral homes around here. Some of you, it's probably clicking. You're like, oh yeah, I remember hearing that story. Well, what happened in the story, and please know that uh, I'm probably about to get a lot of this wrong because <laughs> I'm going off the top of my head, but the point that I'm trying to make will still stand. So go research the case on your own. That's totally cool. There 100% should be a podcast about it. Maybe I'm the guy to do it in the future. I don't know. Or hell, there might have been one already. But if you don't know about the story, there was a feller named Brent Marsh, and he ran the crematorium. And uh, I didn't know Brent Marsh, but I knew of him because... He was my elementary school friend, Seymour Marsh's uncle. And I'm pretty sure that Brent used to come pick Seymour up from school. And like, you know, we all know who he was. And, and that's it. He was just the dude that ran the crematorium. Well, what happened was this big case busted wide open because somebody was out in the woods near Noble and they stumbled upon a dead body. And then they stumbled upon another dead body and another dead body and yada, 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 yada. And they were like, whoa. What the hell is going on? And by dead body, I mean like, I assume skeletons and stuff like that. And they were like, what the hell is going on? Well, they started doing some forensic work, you know, as you do. And they found out that all these DNA remains belonged to people that were, had been dead. And supposedly, <laughs> ostensibly, cremated at the Marsh Crematorium. And so one thing led to another... And they found out that Brent Marsh, instead of burning people, instead of cremating them, he was taking people's money and he was then taking the bodies and just dumping them in the woods. Now, when all that first came out, everyone was like, well, I mean, literally, what else could it be? Like, what, what else could it be aside from... Like, if the only person to ever touch these bodies when they got back from the funeral home was this guy, and now here they are here, and he's supposed to cremate them, there's literally no other thing that could have happened other than he's coming out here, and he's throwing them, and he's pocketing the money, and he's throwing them in the woods. And so it's like, all right, open shut case. This dude is an asshole, and he's... Holy shit, is that a snake? No. No, it's too cold for snakes. I don't know what the hell that was, but it just scared the shit out of me. Um, they were like, this guy's an asshole. He's trying to pocket money. And like, you know, we all, why wouldn't you believe that? And I'm sure that some people still to this day believe that, but I don't, and I'm not convinced because of new evidence that came out not that long ago. I think Brent, I don't know if he's still in jail. I mean, this was like, 
you know, 20 years ago. I was like in middle school and I'm about to be 35. So like that would make sense. But it started to not make sense to some people because he was still giving these people ashes, right? And in order to get these ashes, he was taking something, I can't remember what it was, and actually putting it through his crematorium. So the whole thing of like, yeah, he was saving money on his electric, went out the window. He actually, it didn't, the whole measure that he used in order to get these bodies out, it was not saving him any money at all. So then you look at it and you go, wait, why? It, it makes no sense. Cause like everybody knows, like the only reason to commit, there's like two reasons to commit a crime. And one is out of like, you know, hate or jealousy. This some bitch got with my woman, I'ma kill him. Uh, or this some bitch is going has some money, I'm gonna get the money out of him, I'm gonna kill him. Right? Or nonviolent crimes, there's you know, like embezzlement and stuff, but it all comes down to like it has to come down to a crime of passion or a crime of money. Like you can't even really think of any examples that aren't that except for this one. Because again, there was no way that he was he was not saving money. So why was he doing this? Nobody knew. It was crazy. And then some people were like, oh, no, you're full of shit. He's definitely saving money because otherwise why would he do it? Well, it came out not that long ago. And I, God dang, I don't know why I'm just remembering this because this should have been a bigger deal, I feel. It came out not that long ago that there was some chemical used in embalming or some, some something or another that was used to keep crematories going and he apparently had like a gas leak or a, a something leak at his crematory and that shit was going all the way through the air and it's pot they were talking about how that can make a person go insane or something or how it was poisonous and then it's like oh my god he he had a he had a leak in his you know uh cream cremator thing <laughs> i sound so stupid right now and it made him go insane. And that's the only thing that it could have been because it was the it was the actions of a madman. It was the actions of someone who was not well because you couldn't tie it to money or any other motive. And when that happened, when I read that, I was like, my God. Like, how inobvious something could be, but how much it determined the rest of this man's life and and hey listen that could not be true either <laughs> i could be getting all that wrong and that could have just been someone's theory right but let's just say that it's true that is such a terrifying thing to think about that like all the evidence could suggest one thing but it not be true because no one thinks to look for they look for foot they look for hoof steps not zebra steps you know what i'm saying because that's what we're taught to do look for the most obvious thing and no one ever looks at it from the point of view of like well what if he's just unwell did you ever think that maybe that's why he's doing it and i know this is rambling lunacy i totally understand that but i've been in a thinking about mental health uh kick all day today and it got me to thinking of how many times some story has not gotten straight or how something was missed. And I'm, I hope I'm making sense to y'all. Something was misled because a person's mental wellness or a person's mental state was never even in question. They weren't even thinking to look for that.
they didn't once go, hey, let's give this guy a psychiatric evaluation and check his brains for toxins because what if there's some sort of gas leak that is causing him to feel this way or do these things because everything else doesn't make sense. I don't know, man. That's just fucking wild to me. <laughs> I know it seems like there was no point to this rambling, but that just crossed my mind, and I just, I just got to thinking about it and how crazy, if that is true, how an unwell man sat in prison, possibly not even knowing what the hell he was in there for, or if he did, knowing that he didn't do the thing that they said he did, or at least for the reason that they said that he did it. And that's got to be crazy, trapped inside your own mind like that. And, uh, gee golly, I don't know how much that has to do with uh, regular mental health awareness, but I think we need to be more mindful of how the brain can sometimes do illogical things, you know? Like, you can't always just point someone's motive to the money or madness. Sometimes we have no goddamn idea why somebody does the thing that they do because they were under mental duress. You ever see a son bitch kill themselves in a way that you think would be painful and you're like, shoot, that ain't the way I'd have done it. And yeah, because they weren't in the right frame of mind. And I'm just curious as to like how many crimes across this nation in God knows how many years and situations could have been prevented if everybody had a wellness check on their brain once a year or something like that. I don't know. I'm a, Lord God, I'm sounding like liberal Alex Jones right now. Please forgive me. I just uh, wanted to get that off my brain. Uh, I'll see y'all tomorrow, probably super late, as I'm flying to uh, sunny Los Angeles, California, to shoot a couple things with Monsieur Trey Crowder. So be coming to you out there on parttimefunnyman.com here, sharing the silliness the jokes, writing an essay on the plane, probably about how, uh, probably about how much being in a middle seat don't hit. Cause I have a, I have a feeling that I'm going to get screwed tomorrow. <laughs> so I love y'all. Remember if you can't afford this Substack, just email buttercreamcory at gmail.com and I'll copy you. No questions asked. I love y'all. Have a good day. See you. Bye.